Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Benefit of the Dowd. I am your host, Adam the Birthday Boy Dowd. And joining me is, as always, is Mr. Cliff Thomas. So say hi, Cliff. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Cliff. And also joining us for the second time this month and for the last time wow. ever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, for the second time this month is Mr. Juan Carlos Bagnell. Juan, what is up, my homie? This is the last time I'm going to be on your guys' show for all of 2023, all right? I've had it. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Game over. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you in a no year. No more buddy. podcast appearances until 2024 for you guys. <laughs> oh, that's all I got to say about that. That's the... Yeah, that's the that's the see you next year joke at, at work, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I, I was yeah. I was yesterday days old when I found out that um, the federal government runs a dad joke uh, server. So it's really? like part of like this whole like oh, parenting really? campaign and like buried on one of these no, like, what does it mean to be a good dad? There's just an archive of dad jokes and you can go there. It's your tax dollars at work. It's amazing. Um, I, I really feel that more people need awesome. to consume uh, federally uh, distributed dad joke yeah. generator. Well, allow me to say, link in the show notes, people. That is going to be there. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll, find, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Nice. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that that's, make, that's a project. And like many dads over the past uh, week or so, for those of us who celebrate Christmas, Adam is now putting together a Lego set, except Legos. This isn't for his kids. Yes, it's for Adam because I mean, it's for me. Behind so, yeah. him there. Oh, it's a parrot. I'm, I'm, put, I'm doing the. Pow. I'm doing the parrot, and uh, and yeah. So most of this podcast, I'm going to be looking down. It's not you, I promise. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I just figured, you know, I call an audible, and I've got a new Lego set that I want to put together here that I got for my birthday, and I know, and and you know, I got it for my birthday because i've already put together all the sets that i got for christmas so um so that's what uh that's what i'm going to be doing for this uh for this pod um but this is a somewhat annual tradition for the podcast to do a birthday pod for me because it's the end of the year it's a good time to reflect we always have a guest which is awesome and this year that guest is one and Yay. because he's awesome yeah Aww, so i'm just guys. gonna make include government Dad the joke, joke. In the show notes. Hold on. I, so I'll, 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 I'll find it. I shared it on the Discord too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna like send it send you the link while we're while we're doing this. Nice. Very I just got a little awesome Discord so. notification. So I, Yep, I yep, that was me. Enough. That was now, me. I have to wonder, uh Adam, since we're talking about your birthday. Yeah. I always felt sorry because I, I had a friend who had a birthday on if it wasn't today, like the, the we're recording on the 30th of December. Right. Um, for those who aren't listening or, or watching this the, uh, live. But, right. Uh, I always felt bad for my friends who had a birthday around this because, you know, depending on, I guess it depends on the parenting, right? But you have your birthday and your and Christmas are so close that yeah. some parents yeah. would do like would try to roll it together. And I just as a kid, mm -hmm. you're just like, that is so not fair. It's tough. So my parents always went out of their way to make sure that we had a separate celebration for my birthday um, away from Christmas, which I always appreciated. Um, That's lovely. Really, the, mm -hmm. really the, and, and, and it was backed up because my aunt 
Um, also had a birthday on January 1st or 2nd, I think. So, like, you know, there were two. Uh, uh, well, I was, I was, we generally celebrated with family with my aunt, which was, you know, so there were two yeah. of us, um, with the old birthday cake, which was fun. But, uh, but yeah, so my parents always went out of their way to make sure that I had a, uh, a separate, um, celebration and you know that's cool I, I i appreciate that and uh yeah it's it's uh it's a rollicking good time now the only downside is of course no more presents for another 360 days so <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true yeah, so my, my birthday is, a... is, is more oh, yeah, towards, yeah, yeah. Uh, t- well my birthday's in september so i mean it's I still say, yeah, you're september, more towards baby, the so. end of the year but you know it's still broken up by by some months and i think one right. is in what august or july yeah so wow, yeah. well remembered. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I have a, no, it's I have great. a weird memory for certain things, right? Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, it's it's real nice. I mean, it's not quite half the year, but you know, you kind of feel like it's half the year because it's summer to winter. So yeah, I think that's a that's a, a great little window right there. I almost wonder, I mean, for parents yeah. out there, I wonder if any parents are doing like half birthdays for their kids. So that like, so, like if your birthday is like really yeah. close to Christmas, you just oh, not, not right. like to do a full birthday with gifts and stuff, but just like half birthday, something <laughs> special just to kind of go spend a fun day sort of celebrating your kid. You yeah. 364 you know, on birthdays, on birthdays every year. So <laughs> no, big, like um, big Alice in Wonderland fan growing up. So. The thing that I always kind of regretted, if you will, was uh, just the fact that I could never like have a pool party for a birthday, you know, um, because, you know, we live in Chicago, so it's cold. Not like not like you, Juan, when you have a pool party on uh, New I Year's Eve. If it, you wanted to. It's freezing uh, out here. I mean, we hit like right now it's 56 degrees with light cloud I coverage. I you so bad. I, no, I no, had no. to put on a hoodie again. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Are you okay? I'm I'm wearing a t-shirt and a hoodie. I'm wearing layers, so that is, that's, that's how you know you. it's really cold out here. That's I, I have friends yeah. in Florida that do, do do pull that same thing with me. Ah, <laughs> oh, today I had to put on pants. You bastard! Oh, oh it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, they like well. chafe your calves. How do people do this on like a daily basis? <laughs> At least we don't have to check our shoes for scorpions. Yeah, so, so I think um. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we could start off by just uh, since we we're discussing presents. Sure. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, did you guys get anything? Uh, any 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 tech or tech adjacent presents that you want to talk about? Something cool. Well, I no. it was for yourself. You <laughs> I I I I told my family, do not send me tech yeah, for Christmas. I've actually said this for a couple years now, but I actually this year. I got rid of a lot of stuff. Hmm. So oh, yeah. It, it, like I've got I've got siblings that have never really seemed all that excited by what I do for a living. Like okay. they're grown adults and they can buy their own computers and phones and things. Right. But like this year I was like we we were talking about messaging and my brother and his wife they have an old Motorola and an old iPhone. I was like, "Well, I got a couple of pixels. I mean, you could just have them." And like this was like the most excited I've ever seen them get. Like, yeah. Yeah, Pixel 6s, we, we'll take them off your hands. It's great. And then my, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm at Thanksgiving, and my sister's like, ugh, I hate it when I've got to do work remote because all I have is my little Surface laptop. And you're like, well, I've got portable monitors. Do you want me to just send you one? Yeah. 
And it was like the most elated that my sister has. Yeah, that would be. Oh, and you could just plug it right in, and I'd have a dual display when I trap. And you're like, yeah, I, I, I've got like a whole shelf of them. <laughs> I'll send you one. Gotcha. And that that to me was like the the loveliest like I, actually putting some of this stuff to good use. It's not right. ending up in landfills oh, yeah. and not just selling it. Um, it was like it's all right. going to a good home. Isn't it nice now? Because I, yeah. I used to sell technology way back in the day, back in the, the very early 2000s. And, and I don't really get, I mean, you get to do this, on a, I get to do this on, on a podcast right, to discuss technology. But it's missing that like one-on-one delight that, some, that when you introduce yeah. somebody like hands-on and they see, yeah. which a lot, I mean, you know, some of this is just so ingrained into our culture. It's very, it's, it's like when you were discussing, uh, um, I can't remember if it was a family member, but when we were, uh, we were talking, when we were reviewing the uh, bone conduction headphones, and mm-hmm, somebody yeah. tries that for the first time, that doesn't yeah. happen that often anymore. But uh, yeah, I had that experience right. with uh, my brother, and I, I uh, showed him MagSafe, and yeah, oh fun. The even if you're an Android user, he's actually an iPhone user, but just all of the all of the the MagSafe connected accessories mm-hmm. that you can get to make your life easier especially if you're oh, yeah. driving and things like that and it's one of those aha moments why haven't i done this before so that was kind of cool that's really the only and and it's delightful when it's in the silliest things too like right. i showed someone yeah. uh, a friend of ours is a semi-pro photographer and i showed her the peak design she has the peak design travel tripod mm-hmm. and it was like okay well you need to get the peak design case Mm-hmm. And I have the little brackets, like the magnetic, you snap it on. It's got the proper plate and mount for the Peak Design tripod, so you can just slot it in there. Great. And it was like, it was like I blew her mind. And you're, this is a $50 case and like a $40 mount for your $600 tripod. Right, 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 exactly. They, right. They you're going to have so much it. fun with this, I promise. And what's great about that, about the Peak Design stuff for phones, is that, is that it Yes, it works with their ecosystem of stuff, but at least for the phone part, it still works with other MagSafe accessories too. Oh yeah, and still does wireless charging. Sure. I have the little uh, collapsible uh, tripod that that just fits onto the back of the mm-hmm. phone, and then I also have mm-hmm. their wallet, which also becomes a stand, which is so really cool. I'll let you in on a little secret. Personally, I've actually switched over to Ulanzi's mm-hmm. tripod system. But they do sell this one F38 to PD mount um, plate hmm. that you rotate at 90 degrees and it fits peak design. And then you rotate it back and it fits Ulanzi. Ulanzi? Uh, so I still have my peak design tripod. I still use my everyday sling. Like the peak mm-hmm. design sling is still one of the best bags I've ever used in my entire life. But the Ulanzi okay. tripods got me to this combo mount. So now I can switch back and forth depending nice. on what I want to carry. It's pretty great i like I it a lot cool. i have a ulanzi just a just a portable tripod with uh the uh magsafe head on it that they sell separately that you can oh you know, i, can I think this. they sell it as a it's bundle like, but so this this is their carbon fiber for their photography mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it's often on sale for less than the aluminum peak design wow. so it's not yeah. a cheap tripod but it's sub 300 dollars carbon fiber and then you can see I actually do shoot a lot of stuff even here in the office. And it has this yeah. little uh, combo plate. So when uh, it looks like a square, but when you slot it that way, it fits, it fits Peak Design. You slot it that way, it fits gotcha. Ulanzi. Very this cool. thing has been glorious. Because yeah. it, weighs, it weighs less than even the Peak Design carbon fiber. 
but and it comes in at less is, than the price of the Peak Design aluminum. I mean, photography this, accessories this one in general those. are super expensive, but Peak Design in particular, I mean, their stuff is, they are, is typically great. They're undercutting oh hard. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. This is one of those situations where I, where I get to happily say, I'm a writer. <laughs> I don't have to worry about tripods and, and other stuff like that i just it's fun i just walk we, in we, with my iphone snap a few fun. photos i'm good <laughs> we have fun don't we yeah yeah totally there's a there's a trend going on on um instagram or tiktok i don't know what's it's called i'm a photographer where they you know where they uh talk about like the various aspects like uh there was one guy who was like ha having his wife guess how much his uh photography equipment costs and <laughs> it was rather hilarious like yeah that's it's a like, dangerous game. i don't know this has to be like this is, this is like 50 bucks. And he's like, $410. And she's like, what? <laughs> a lot but, of that's even before you, know. you start talking about lenses. <laughs> yeah, have like right. Regular right, lens totally. versus prime lens and just all sorts of other things. Oh, oh it's yeah. It's and just so my oh, workhorse yeah, lens is, is, like is a thousand. Yeah, like it's yeah, just a easily. normal yeah. medium zoom. Like, okay. That's what we pay yeah, now. One of the lenses he busted out was like twenty one hundred yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And his wife's like, "I don't think I should be touching this." <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, you probably." But um, anyway, probably shouldn't. Uh, Making payments on it like uh, a yeah. House. So, um, <laughs> so I was showing you guys off air. Um, you know, we got an upgrade to Calvin the caliper. We did, um, which is Ooh. cool. So this is a all metal caliper. This is from nice. a company called Clockwise. And you know what I like about it is it's got the uh, it's got the tightener on the end there, so like when I make a measurement, I can like lock it in so it doesn't get messed up. Um, but it's also like like the old cow was like you know plastic and fine, like it it did its job fine. But like this just it has the roller you know for the uh, for the precision nice. measurements and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to uh, diving into this a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but really like from channel. a tech standpoint, I. Well, yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I like the idea, Cliff. But honestly, the online caliper uh, fandom is really hard oh, yeah. to break I into. Was making so, a joke, yeah. but okay. Yeah, <laughs> so was making uh, a joke. Yeah, so that's like, that's like the most techy thing I got. Um, I did have, um, so I, I've reviewed this before on the uh, on the channel. This is uh, uh, Infinicore P3 charger. Uh, the thing I like about it is it's got the, uh, you know, the USB-C power delivery on the front, two USB-A ports, uh, digital display on the front. So you can see, like, you know, how much is left. And it's got the built-in plug in the back. So you can just plug it straight in. You don't have to worry about, like, you know, a wall ward or anything like this. I used to have one of these, and I reviewed it on the channel. And they reached out to me about uh, for CES coming up. And they and I said, yeah, I'm a big fan of your of your battery. I used to uh, used to carry it before my kids absconded with it. I'm like, well, we'll send you another one. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm good with that. They sent me this. They sent me this, but two packages showed up in the mail on the same day from the same company. And I'm like, okay. So I opened it up, and it was this, and it was a, a, a MagSafe charging stand that they that they make because I'm a MagSafe whore. Um, but uh, um, I, 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 I emailed them back. I'm like, you know, I got two packages of the, uh, of the battery and the charging stand. They're like, well, yeah, it was supposed to be, uh, you know, one set of white and one set of black. I'm like, nope, black and black and black and black. <laughs> they're like, you can no. have any color you want. So long as you want black, as long as it's black. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, well then 
I guess give them away as Christmas presents. Nice. Like, okay. Aww, um, that's nice. But yeah, so I, I just I really dig this company and they've got something new coming to CES, which I'm kind of excited about. So um, but I can't talk about it yet. Yeah, did you guys uh, get like be, some yeah. fun outreachy stuff? Because like I, I unfortunately replied too late for OnePlus on a terrible sweater. So oh, I didn't no, get a terrible great. holiday sweater this year. <laughs> but um, um Infinix sent me a gimbal. So that's kind of fun. It's oh, a little right. oh, motorized cool. gimbal. And uh, OnePlus neat. still sent uh, their wireless charger, which is interesting yeah. because their current phones don't have wireless charging. I wonder that what that could mean that hmm. I have this 50-watt charger here that charges phones right. at 50 watts. It charges phones faster wirelessly than Apple or Samsung can charge over a cable. But Unwired, their current yeah. phones don't have wireless charging. What happened? Well, I don't that know. Hey, interesting. What happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it's like I said for what was it? Was it the One Plus Eleven? I think like if um, if wireless charging relationship status was a thing on Facebook, One Plus would definitely have to check. It's complicated uh, because yeah. like. Now we have it. Now we don't. Now we have it. Now we don't. Oh, sometimes. I, so yeah, I, I'm, perp I'm 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 in the camp of I don't miss it when it's not there. If I have oh, I, actual fast charging, I um, I'll, I'm going to tease it when it's not for there. your podcast, and you okay. guys are getting the scoop. Exclusive. I'm okay. doing a collab with Ricky, oh. the YouTube tech guy, and Ricky. he loves wireless charging, and I okay. I I could I could miss it. But we are both collecting our arguments, and we're going to have like mm -hmm. an actual cross-channel knockdown, drag-out fight over how the other is wrong about their are preferences for charging. Ricky so. are, are you talking the Villacres? Ricky, uh, the Cybernet? Oh no, 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 not from GSM Arena. No, Ricky, the YouTube tech guy. He's a, the he took over for me at Newegg. He's the the oh, better okay. than I was okay. content producer over at Newegg. Cool nonsense. I just Come felt on. like it was like they, they went to a guy like who went who wears hats to a guy who has a much nicer head of hair, but we're both <laughs> bearded Latinos, um, and you know, kind of you know, softer on the midsection guys that like to talk about nerdy computer stuff. It was like, who I can we you. get I to swap you. out one? And you're like, oh, well, Ricky, <laughs> and you know, uh, that's funny. Speaking of, we look like we could be heart. cousins, so anyway. <laughs> Speaking of that hard to break into um, um, uh, niche, speaking of hard to break into niches on on YouTube, um, you've got that uh, Latino uh, middle aged softer on the middle niche that you're that you're uh, you ah, need to you need to defend okay. that territory, man. You need to defend that territory. I, I, I'm just saying. I need to uh, well, I need to reach out to my fellow middle aged Latino brethren because this right. is the age where we all start kind of dropping off social media and online That's video true. and stuff. So, gotta gotta have to see if there are a few more out there that we can kind of band you together. Keep, you gotta keep it rolling. I got it. I got. Well, it. How about you, Cliff? We you did you have anything uh, this year? So it was your question. So I'm assuming you I know it cycles show. back to me. I you know <laughs> the only piece of tech. Uh, that I got was actually something I got for myself because I I um I'll start with actually something that that Juan was talking about and as I actually have gotten rid of a lot more tech than I than I've gained over the last like uh, three or four months and first of all it makes it made my wife really happy because she's always you have boxes everywhere because I'm a guy who keeps not all the boxes everything especially for yeah yeah right I mean I I mean right. I'm like most 
middle-aged tech guys. I have, in fact, I think there's one under my desk right now of cables. Just the, just the box tech, of random cables. There's a middle-aged tech cables. guy underneath mm-hmm. your... Oh, okay. Sorry. But, no, uh, no. but I... So I, I, I had a... Someone's Mac laughing at that joke, and that's good enough for me. Okay. okay. But anyway, sold some phones, yeah. sold a laptop, and in addition to bringing in a little money into the house, I did use that because I got a great offer from Google because I made yeah. Google One subscriber. I got... Uh, 40 percent nice. off the pixel 8 pro that's awesome gorgeous a heck of a deal yes in the in the yeah. blue this is nice yes and uh very so, cool yeah and you've been one. using that for a couple of days now how you how you I digging have, ooh. blue was the correct color color choice it blue, is. blue yes. is always the right answer yes uh wait all the way on. back to my cyan Lumion but is it magsafe but is it magsafe uh it will be well because you need it because google doesn't support fast charging so you've got to spend way more on chargers and coils and stuff because it takes forever to charge this phone it does it It, it does it actually does take quite a long time to charge you don't realize it's it's like oh yeah it's like the one little thorn for as much as i love this as a like uh, and a, sure. a ubiquitous computing assistant device with great cameras. If I mm-hmm. start running low, it's like, okay, it's going to be plugged in for a while. It yeah. is. Go. Get comfortable, I'm, everybody. I'm transitioning <laughs> from a OnePlus 11, too, which had yeah. ridiculously oh, fast charging. So it's like the polar opposite. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it does have the wireless charging, so there is that. But yeah, so I barely have had a chance. I mean, I, I've been in it for less than a week, and I. Yeah. Oh, that's great. To, but I haven't had a chance to test out the new uh, uh, video feature with basically Night Sight built into it for processing yeah, I, in the cloud. Yeah, I need to try that too. And I, that's not what they call it for, but uh, video that's, boost. Uh, video boost. There you go. Video. But just yep. uh, my last Pixel was a Pixel Six, so you know, a skeptic generation. And yeah. mm-hmm. even then, just the 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 on device AI stuff that it's doing, especially things like uh, using voice dictation, where I mean, it's immediate. Oh. Front. Yeah. And, and and now the punctuation when you do pauses mm-hmm. and things like that it actually gets it oh, so good the natural yeah. language part actually of it is amazing can I, can I tell you a, a, a trick that I did during the um during the Apple MacBook event um I was assigned with taking notes for that uh for that uh-huh. particular uh, See, just for that particular event so I uh <laughs> I set up I set up my uh Pixel I set up my Pixel 8 to uh do dictation into a Google Doc Nice. And I just set that up next to the Done. presentation playing there. <laughs> and like I took notes too, but we ended up with like the entire presentation transcribed huh. into a Google yep. Doc. So like if anybody could be like, "Hey, what was the price of the uh, it was right mm-hmm. there." Um, and searchable. It was really nice. Yeah, it's amazing. And and searchable. Yeah. And yeah. so like to that end, the Pixel 8 Pro is going to be um my my primary device at ces i'm going to use that for everything like anytime yeah. like i go into a, an interview or something like that yeah absolutely and um you know it takes great pictures it just it does it's it's your one-stop shopping for like all things needed for a trade show it's beautiful yeah i love yeah, it it's uh, i, I love mean it. There's, there's not much that i that i can complain about i mean I, you're, you're talking i mean with any premium 
you know, if you want to call it a, I hate, I hate the word flagship because it's just it's so ever. I, I divide by price. I, I'm, I'm because yeah. yeah. the flagship is just the best phone a company sells. Right, right, so, exactly. Right. Yeah, it, it means nothing if you're comparing a flagship to a flagship. You're like, well, if right. I've got an Infinix, that's a three hundred dollar phone. If I have an iPhone, yeah. it's like a twelve hundred dollar phone. I guess they're both yeah. flagships. <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't play that game. I go entry level for pricing, then mid range, premium, and ultra. So I've got four tiers. Yeah, and I feel like most phones can kind of slot somewhere in there. The most exotic ultras are are foldables. The most exciting sort of entry levels are now like two hundred dollars, like that one to two hundred dollar range. Like I, I feel like that does you way better for properly comparing so that you're sure. you're you're sticking oranges sure. to oranges with what uh these phones can right. do so yeah totally, totally. i thought one of the so. things we would talk about uh you know we were we were briefly discussing this in in, uh, in our discord but uh yep maybe just kind of talk about the the year of tech in 2023 maybe something that you want to discuss or a few things that you want to discuss and yeah then, adam i think you also mentioned maybe thoughts on what maybe coming up in 2024 yeah yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, definitely. Are both are on the table, and both are pretty, uh, you know, generic. So yeah. I think that's what people are looking for these days. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> like my my big thing um, for twenty twenty three was this was the first year that I really got foldables. Like, and and it's 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 just because there was so much more in the foldable space. Than there have in the United States foldable space, I should say, than there has been in the past, and that just makes me smile <laughs> the biggest smile. So, uh, yeah, we, we got your uh, you got your pixel fold right there, you guys, um, and your and your plethora of your your money. I, I don't want you telling me I have a blather of you don't know what a blather is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stuff from my seat in my but, car. <laughs> but no, so like I just plethora. I just felt I just felt that like you know the uh, I'm trying to carry the conversation here, guys. No, Back me and up you're doing it all by um, yourself. We're not helping at all. I am. Not even not even a little bit, and I appreciate that. Really. Sorry, vegan mother. But no, I I just I appreciated how how good foldables got this year in particular. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you know, that's with fair because. Well, yeah, because like the the Samsung Fold was never a real great option for me, just because of how small the cover screen was, and the mm-hmm. fact that you know the Pixel and the OnePlus Open both nailed the cover screen so well, um, and, and and in different ways too. Like there are you know different options for how you might prefer to use a foldable phone, and then like the Razer redefined not really um but just how how well motorola implemented the the cover screen on the razor is just equally awesome so like yeah i just i just love the fact that this year was like the year of the foldable i i still feel like foldables are still something of a public beta test because consumers have no understanding of the differences in durability the expectations where it's safe to use yeah. these things. They're very, they think they're cool. Um, but this was the first year, I agree with you. I went from dual display. I was a Surface Duo and an LG fan. Mm-hmm. I preferred dual mm-hmm. display because you had glass. Right. And this was the first year just with you, same with you, 
just getting some competition, some different form factors, different hinges, different features, different cameras, like on the OnePlus Open. Um, I, yeah. I felt like I could take this a bit more seriously now this year. And oh, yeah. I am actually looking a lot. I'm looking more forward to next year to see if we can kind of refine this idea even further. And, just, and yeah, oh, go ahead. I just go really ahead. hope we continue to get some, some, some experimentation um, and, and, and the playful energy up with foldables because I, yeah, I hate I, in, in, you know, in one aspect, it's nice to see it sort of mature in terms of there being basically two different um, form factors. <laughs> right. But at the same time, like I, I was kind of hoping because we still have things that we still might see like a rollable, right? Like what they showed, like what, uh, mm -hmm. what was it that showed it off? Uh, oh, Oppo and LG both right. showed TCL. off. Yeah. Oh, TCL had a hinge. TCL, I mean, not a hinge, a motor design for that too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. When, when LG was doing thing the cool things like uh, uh, I think uh, the I can't remember what what, what it was called the wing but it was the the wing there we go it had yeah. such a cool name too uh, yeah you know, just not seeing a whole I, I just I I still love the idea of weird phones but but more than that I mean I I really hope that. Hang on, well, uh, well. Ah, there it is, wing. the wing. Yeah, had my I love this thing. There we this go. was like my production B camera for like almost two years. Yeah, that gimbal. The, the, the wing gimbal was on the video so part good. It was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was but really good. I'm I'm hoping really that that uh, of the uh, phones uh, or the meant the manufacturers that offer foldables, I'm hoping that some of them outside of Samsung actually have some market success here in North America because, I mean, you can offer a great yeah. device like the OnePlus Open, but I mean, you know, mm -hmm. OnePlus has had its struggles that are probably a lot to do with its own of its own making. Um, but between them and and and, and Motorola, they they've offered some what I think are are really compelling products that uh, you know maybe in some in some ways surpass what what Motorola is doing, especially on the camera side with. Uh, with one yeah. but if oh, they yeah. don't sell well will they continue to you know to be yeah one plus really nailed the camera that's why I, I i'm hoping that they've had yeah, some one sales plus really nailed cameras this year like, yeah big so that they'll continue to offer yeah. products like that and we're not just we're, well we don't I, I i think the thing that OnePlus has going in their favor now is that oppo is looking at this as a uh sort of a streamlined label and they, they went out and said, hey, we're looking at OnePlus as this new sort of uh, standards bearer, ultra low margin. And so like when the OnePlus 11 came out, yeah, oh, no, we lost wireless charging mm -hmm. and the, the fancier main camera sensor. But like the phone sold for like under $700. Right. It was this clear shot against what right. Samsung right. was doing with like the base model S23. So I, I feel like as long as OnePlus yeah. exists as just another label they can put on the box for products that Oppo sells in sure. other regions. They're not going to face the same scrutiny as Huawei and Honor. They're never, mm -hmm. I mean, they're never yeah. going to go after a subsidiary of mm -hmm. a subsidiary of a BBK brand. Right. There is no high technology. They're not trying to sell networking equipment here. I think they can fly under the radar, just keep a sort of a grassroots movement here in the United States. And they become these brilliant, like, disruptor, devices i don't think there's expectation from oneplus that they're going to be in the top five without a carrier deal but this uh, this keeps a toehold in the united states right. where so many other companies yeah. have left or never tried 
to do business here with, in North a, America. With a, right. With a real, like you were saying, a, very, a relatively low investment. Um, yeah. In turn, you know, since they are basically yeah. just, you know, <laughs> which is to say, <laughs> and by low investment, you mean like they had to buy a one plus sticker to stick it to their Oppo phone. For the most I part, mean, really, yeah. that's that's uh, the some bulk some of the some uh, red of the investment there. <laughs> some it's red a red box now. Cables. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> and I mean, I, I was just saying, yeah. like on on the open, it is just the find and uh, find N three. And they, they had to emboss a little OnePlus logo right. in the case. So that was yeah. probably yeah. pennies of investment to switch over for North America. It literally is just them going with a with a with <laughs> another laser engraver and they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just changing the finish on the back when it's going through the finishing process. And, and, then and it's I actually feel like that's a better play. I actually worry about Xiaomi over the next year because yeah. they've got Poco, Xiaomi, Redmi. They've got uh, I was Redmi or Realme. I can never remember. Anyway, they've got like four different sub brands that each put out a phone a week, and then they're all sort of like just varying little flavors of different parts and bits and pieces. Yes. But you end up at the end of the year going like, if it's not the Ultra and it's not like the Pro, it all kind of feels the same. And you got to be really careful yeah. about how saturated your right. market gets. When the the differences are so fine from model their, to model, their to cadence model. on products there too for mm -hmm. a while it was like two a year, kind of like what Realme is doing, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, just like two and and, and a fine green and in every in tier, yeah, right, right. And I don't, I mean, yeah, I get the market saturation thing, but number one, how does that affect the, your brand value and your and, and the, the brand recognition for people that are a fan of your like if. How would you feel, first of all, if you were somebody that had just purchased a phone and then that six months later you have, you know, or a model replacement? I, I, I have to feel like that's got to be frustrating well, if you own yeah. one of your phones. And then two, what about <laughs> or even not, two not even mentioning software support, yeah. not even mentioning, you know, yeah. uh, updates and patches and bug fixes right, and exactly. carrier uh, carrier agreements and right. licensing and regulations yeah. for different spectrum. Eight and it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be a mess, but they seem to be selling a grip of phones, so that strategy is sort of their their flavor of it. Oppo kind of taking a more conservative um, approach to OnePlus because they don't feel like radically completely different designed devices. The Oppo right. Find and Find X Six um, last year felt a lot like <laughs> it could have just been a OnePlus Ultra, like. You picked up the phone, you handled the phone, you picked up a OnePlus, you handled the OnePlus, and you're like, you know what? These feel like they came from the same company. They didn't feel like different yeah. pieces or different gadgets uh, I mean, unique to themselves. Outside of Vivo, which does seem to have like more of its own product development. Vivo has a distinctly different flavor, even though you know they're right. borrowing a lot of the same right, parts. Right. But Realme, Oppo, and OnePlus, I mean, the, the software is really not that much to... <laughs> oh is that Vivo? yeah it's the x100 pro nice i just got that in oh, i've literally shot the with crazy it for a gimbal day. video so no actually they've kind of backed off um oh. it still does have um excellent image stabilization it still has that right. trick where you can take a vivo and if you're shooting 1080p you can do horizon stabilization where it doesn't uh -huh. you can turn the phone a full like 360 degrees so oh, vivo yeah, yeah. Does it way better? Okay. Um, but yeah, similar yeah, ideas. Well, 
So the the yeah. biggie here is the trio of cameras on the Pro more closely matches the trio of cameras and focal lengths on the um, Pixel 8 Pro. Okay. So it doesn't mm, feel okay. quite as much of a... Because I still have my X90. The X90 dropped the long telephoto. And the X100 is keeping the long telephoto. Okay. They got rid of the portrait sensor. Hmm. So this didn't make a lot of sense on the X90 because if you, do, if you just go to a 2x zoom... The main camera sensor looks really good at a yeah. 2x crop. Yeah. yeah. A dinky little portrait sensor actually doesn't look as good <laughs> as cropping from the main right. sensor. Right. Um, but then the the new the new hook right. here is the high resolution uh it's got a high res mode for the telephoto and it's got a closer focusing oh, cool. lens. So your macro mode actually is better from the telephoto than from the ultra wide. Um which is really cool. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a brand yeah. I wish we saw in North America. I just they Same. I don't know why, but they kind of give me Sony vibes, and I have my, other than like the Zeiss the Zeiss stuff. It's just yeah, mm -hmm. it just kind of feel that way. But um, yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, I was gonna say, and maybe this is like a this is a lateral force since we're talking about <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know we were talking about 2023, but we it's just a birthday talk about podcast. We can talk about we'll just go we all over the place. But but in terms of uh, 2024, yeah. one thing that I'm really excited for, and and I think because everything does feel very, I mean, 2023 outside of the foldable stuff felt like a lot of iterative updates to phones, which is fine. It's it's a more mature space. Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, the um, dang it, what is the oh nothing? Here we go, the nothing to a. A more affordable mm -hmm. product from uh, from nothing, which it looks like might be launching at Mobile World Congress. It yeah. could be a phone that actually gets into carriers. That it's would maybe be like a T-Mobile, yeah. and and maybe there's potential I, there. Yeah, right. I just I wonder when when you're a small company like that that for a long time felt like they were just a technology showcase to do an aqua hire kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe this yeah. actually gets them a foothold and and helps them sell phones. So you know through a carrier with a little inside baseball mm. um, from people Maybe. who would probably say they were speaking off record. So I won't name them specifically or what companies they work with. Um, the carrier deal is a double edged sword Fair because enough. you have to build sure. phones to carrier spec. You have to fulfill their demand. Spec, Your yeah. products will likely sit on store shelves and gather dust because. They're gonna. Uh, consumers are bombarded by Samsung and Apple when they walk into the carrier store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, yeah. it's good because yeah. you made a sale to the carrier. Your customer is not the end user. Your customer right. is the carrier. So you can guarantee a number of units yeah. sold. But then if the carrier pulls a bunch of BS, sometimes you can be on the hook for things like, well, right. we had to slash prices. Like when the Galaxy S22 was performing so disastrously bad, they cut, you know, people were just trying to offload the S22 and S22 Plus to such a degree that mm. Samsung had to subsidize the price cuts and yeah. the sales that these carriers were doing. So, so I understand. And, and take, take, take the inventory back. Yeah. So I understand, you know, like you look at a company like Motorola and you've got a really nice premium Moto Edge, you know, that doesn't end up on all carriers. Motorola's they'll send you bulk phones right. for entry sure. level and their stylus and all that stuff. Moto G, it's great. But a Moto Edge is something mm -hmm. that's supposed to be a little bit nicer. They don't want the image of it just being the phone that's on some back shelf gathering dust that's being completely ignored 
by the carrier that's yeah. stocking it. So it, it, it's, it's always that balance. I think if nothing can find their way into, nothing is a great phone to have it like a Mint Mobile or right. uh, you know exactly. these MVNOs. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to name like 12 different MVNOs. You, you guys know what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. so one of those like mid-price, it's still a nicer service. Generalized. Yeah, it, it's a nicer service, but you know, you're talking about people that would be buying A-series phones, Galaxy A-series, Pixel A-series, that nothing would do really well there. As a boutique mm-hmm. fun, little light show of an alternative yeah. device, yeah, absolutely. I think that makes perfect sense. And and you're not having to scale your production with the and have to worry so much about sell through because you're you're still gonna it's gonna be a relatively small amount of phones on top of what you're ordering. Yeah, just for you know for your online store and you're in the multiple countries you're selling it in. So yeah, a, yeah. Re, a relatively minimal investment. And yeah. I also if you're doing with, going with an MBNO, you're I not mean, having to deal so much with all of the um, extra bloatware that and and. Uh, deals well, that these these carriers so, sometimes, do for like games and sometimes stuff like it's that. worse you know? <laughs> it does depend on, it does depending depend like on like the, i remember um I some of the Metro. worst well, yeah and and also boost that's, i've had some yeah. terrible experiences trying to review like cheap phones that were destined for boost and like there's just so yeah. much garbage and and it gets like really insi- uh, insidious with like this is your customer management app. And then if you try to disable it, it's like, well, now your phone doesn't work at all. And right. like, uh, this is, that's not okay. No, all right. Now, I, yeah, I did yeah. have a great, I'll talk about so, one of my, one of my favorite devices that I reviewed this year is actually from a carrier rather than <gasps> uh, from a manufacturer. Yes. And it, it I know is the T-Mobile Revel 6X Pro. The Revels are always solid. Right, I love right. the Revel line. Yeah. So yeah. this was uh, so I yeah. reviewed the the six X Pro and then the Rebel Tablet I believe it was but uh, I mean the Rebel Tablet w- was more in line with what I would would expect for a mm-hmm. you know connected AOSP almost level of software yeah. you know which it was good yeah solid solid offering I have it right over here but the six X Pro uh, just offered so much for the money I think it lands around two hundred dollars or free obviously oh yeah. You, <laughs> if you buy yeah. it on contract, if you're, but yeah, but I mean, Dimensity 700 obviously not a powerhouse, but it does give you 5G connectivity. Um, <laughs> I mean, plenty of RAM. I think it had 250. Mine had, I think, I think mine had at least 120 gigabytes of storage, but a, a really um, minimal amount of, of stuff on, on top of. Android and it did ship with Android 13, which was great. And they seem oh, to be updating nice. it relatively frequently. I mean, I got a couple of security updates in the time I was using it. So, oh, that's good. yeah. And but the main thing is it had yeah. wireless charging. Wireless <laughs> charging on a phone that costs two hundred dollars. Yeah, amazing. And the cameras again really... because sadly in North America people don't know the joy of actual real fast charging, so they right. have to depend on this terrible solution of putting coils all over their house and having separate chargers that can't charge anything else because it's connected to a dock. I mean, it's really a shame because if yeah. they had like I've got this Vivo here with 120 watt, you know, VOOC, and you're like mm-hmm. yeah, that that's done, like from zero to full <laughs> in like 20 minutes. And right. it runs really cool while you charge from zero to full 
in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. It yep. is really and you amazing. Don't, you don't have those battery anxiety. So, so I, to, to go along with what I feel was kind of a, a good enthusiast theme for 2023, I actually kind of disagree that, like, the phone was... I'm, I'm fighting you, Clifton. We're arguing now. Um, <laughs> I kind of disagree that this year was actually iterative because we had one of the single biggest gains in silicon year over year that we've ever seen my entire career in reviewing phones. Going from okay. the awful Samsung produced 8 Gen 1 to one of the mm. all-time best SOCs Qualcomm and TSMC have ever put out. Mm. And I really okay. do feel that the 8 Gen 2 is going to be remembered for people who are into mobile gaming, for people who are into content creation, for just people who want a really nice experience with great battery life. This is going to be one of those chips that sticks around Oh yeah, for years, absolutely. like the 865 and the 870 did. Like mm -hmm. we got four years out of that chip. I think someone put out a product this year with an 870, which is that that came out what 2020. <laughs> I think it was so actually, it had like uh, it was a it was a Poco phone, wasn't it? I, I think so. But anyway, yeah. that's how good that chip sure. was. The 8 and Gen the... 2 is going to be like that. Yeah, and even the 8 Gen 1 Plus. Uh, which also yeah, was, but again, it was because they switched back TSMC. Yeah, but I just mean in terms of that, that like straight yeah. up year Absolutely. over year, HN1 to HN2. And this is also the year that we saw yeah. a significant uptick in camera consistency. So when you started getting into Agreed. the premium and ultra tier phones, you saw matched camera sensors that really delivered a more fluid, hey, it's a parrot. <laughs> I finished it. That's amazing. Good yes. job. I can, start, I can start participating in the conversation again. Right? <laughs> get a Snapdragon. So, or, I mean, a 9200 Plus was a screamer in that Xiaomi 13T. Um, but but this this year, we're, we're going, we're, we're going to, we're going to go into next year really hyping up AI getting these chips that have even significantly higher graphics performance, but they're still being fed by sure. smartphone batteries. Um, I, I really think that's a disastrous combo when you've got a chip that's even more powerful, but it draws even more power. We don't have a lot of AI to test. Like I've got a Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 mm -hmm. and I've got a Dimensity 9300 here and I cannot find on-device offline AI tasks to test them with. Yeah. They don't exist. I have a Snapdragon 8 Gen 3. I also have a Dimensity 90, uh, the, the little squares up there, rectangles. Um, so yeah. when we look at 2023, we got this incredible high-performance enthusiast grade. Um, it, and unfortunately, it's only going into like the top like 8% of Android phones. Right. And people are missing... Yeah what was sort of like a golden age for high, high level compute performance, um, high productivity, high content creation, great gaming capabilities. Um, and, and when you pair that with international phones that had other features like super fast charging and ridiculous camera sensors, um, that was a conversation mm -hmm. we were just excluded from here in North America. True. We, we so really didn't get any, any of that. So um, that, that to me is like when we look at that transition, I'm, I'm anxious about 2024. I actually don't think 2024 is going to be as good. Hmm. In, in some hmm. specific applications, we're going to have a ton more horsepower. 
great. I can play Alien Isolation at 110 frames per second on a Snapdragon 8 Gen 3. The phone is nuclear hot. I know how to say nuclear. I just do that for dramatic effect. It's nuclear hot, right. but it can sustain 110 frames per second hmm. in a PC port of one of the all-time best scary movie video games that's ever been made. It plays so much nicer than it can on most people's desktop rigs. Right. When you is start talking with the hardware ray tracing and all the other things that the, the new Adreno is. So, uh, Alien Isolation doesn't have oh, ray tracing, but yeah. but you do click on V-Sync and mm. uh, wider field of view, film grain, and chromatic aberrations. So, it looks uh, like old right. film. That's really So, cool. it's got a lot of graphics layering oh, nice. on top of it. Right, right. And it's doing the high profile graphics at full, uh, it's 1080p resolution, but then... It's cranking 110 frames per second. That's it's insane like, on a phone. I can't go yeah. back to playing the game at 30 frames per second. It looks like such garbage. <laughs> but um, if, you, if you're not this doing something like that with your phone. No. Well, no, I've got a controller mount. So it holds the phone for me. <laughs> yeah. So you. I'm playing on an actual controller, but it's mounted above my hands. Um, th this, is, this is one of those perpetual. I soapbox about this all the time. So I'll shut up here. But um, I, I get so upset because I feel people get so anxious about buying a new phone. It's such a chore. You know, they, by the time they've set up their new phone and they've got all their things moved over and they've installed the apps that they were familiar with before, they're not excited to use the new tech. This is, this is just their mandatory compulsory communications gadget, but they're not looking to do anything new. Sure. And that's the worst place mm. to be. Instead, if, if you're doing the same thing on your phone, every time you get a new phone, you should spend less because you'll get the same experience you had before for cheaper. Instead, people think right. they have to kind of go off and buy the most expensive every year because that's what they had before. And then they're like, but what else does it do? This is so iterative. It doesn't do right. anything new. And you're like, no, no, no. It does a lot new. Right. You are trying new things yeah. to do with you, need to go. you yeah, go, go there. have to be curious. And I think mm -hmm. 2024 is actually going to be a weaker year for that than 2023 was. Now with 20, I would say I, I, I agree with you there, but at the same time, and, and maybe this is just because Windows on ARM hasn't really been on my radar all that much, but oh, I'm it's kind so of good. excited to see what, what, I w I'm kind of interested to see like how good Windows on ARM can be in 2024. Uh, you know, and you I and just I spent literally a week talking about, about Snapdragon X Elite. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, there you go. Um, and so like I, you know, I just spent a week talking about this the Snapdragon. Um, and so, but you know, I know there are other chips out there, but like the the X1 Elite seems so good and so poised yeah. to just turn you know computing like portable computing into into like such a a major like accessible democratized thing and i'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out cuz uh, cuz yeah, that I, should be pretty great i'm a big fan of like little mini pcs i've been working mm -hmm. on these little amd and these little laptop grade intel boxes but for a lot mm -hmm. of my family and friends i've been saying if you can wait wait because I think by the time we get right. to June, July, we'll get announcements for the first X elites. And I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. even anxious. I'm not even excited about the most powerful versions. Cause I, I think they did two tier models. Like one was like a, yeah. a 30 yeah, watt and the other one was like an 80 watt. Yeah. 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 
if they can pull off what they're claiming for the 30 watt, that is going to be ridiculous, huge upgrade right now. Yeah. I'm telling people, yeah, exactly. I'm telling people if you're getting a laptop today, what you're really getting is a portable Mm -hmm. desktop Mm -hmm. in windows Mm -hmm. land. We don't Mm -hmm. have portable compute devices. We have take them to another place and plug them in devices. And X Elite stands right. to shake a lot of that up. So for that yeah, tier, right. I completely agree. Windows on ARM is flipping amazing. The people who complain about Windows on ARM don't know what the F they're talking about. The, the problem has been not a, uh, it's not a, uh, uh, how do I want to say this? The problem hasn't been Windows on ARM. The problem has been putting a middling ARM chip in an expensive uh, machine. So your mm, performance okay. per dollar is kind of crap. Like you look at a Surface yeah. Pro 9 and you're like, the SQ3 is kind of in the territory of like a Core i3, but you're charging me even more than if I got a Core i5. So the performance per mm, dollar right, right. is is upside down. But if you have Windows on ARM, you also have Android 13. You can also install Linux apps. And all these people like, oh, but it doesn't run my legacy x86 programs from like 50 years ago when I need to use Windows compatibility mode and drivers that Microsoft hasn't updated in 20 years. And you're like, yeah, move on. Well, those are the people. Those are the people <laughs> yeah. that. Those are the people that uh, are. I mean, it, at least a lot of them are still running, you know, Windows 7 or Windows 2000. I know. Because I won't have... let go of Windows 10. And you're like, okay, or, cool. Well, no, I, they have, still have like virtual I, I com ports is... and things so that they can, you know, interface with the Legacy <laughs> oh, seniors. Yeah. But, but to me, the bottleneck actually, for me at least, I mean, besides the fact that, I mean, like you were saying, dollar per dollar, that the performance just wasn't there compared to a comparable. Well, in this case, I like liked. A, I like there was another tablet, the Robo and Kala. I bring this one up a lot on my podcast. Five ninety nine for that. What a what a deal for a Core i three slate yeah. with a proper desktop grade operating system. You get to use real versions of Microsoft Office. It mm-hmm. supports multiple monitor output. It's it's got upgradable storage, so it's like in the ballpark of a really nice iPad with an OLED display and mm-hmm. pen support, and you can swap the SSD. What iPad can you ever upgrade <laughs> the storage? Windows on ARM Sandy was a mi- oh. oh, puppy! It's Windows on ARM has been what? fantastic. The problem has been performance per dollar. And I agree with a lot of people right. there. The performance right. per dollar has been out of whack. But if you're complaining about like software incompatibilities... And you're also then saying, like, but average consumers care about legacy software support? You can miss me. You're, you're the yeah. worst reviewer on the planet. So, so for me, the, the, no, the issue I... was, you know, because I'm, I'm in Adobe stuff. And, and, and there, are some, oh, yeah. some, there are some Adobe apps that I think it's, it's now Illustrator and Photoshop. But, sure. you know, there's no mm-hmm. InDesign support. I don't think that... Uh, Yep, uh, but Premiere but or... Affinity runs great if you want right. to switch over to a, a good photo editing software. Uh, GIMP has native libraries for ARM. So if you want, mm. uh, uh, again, it's not as nice as Photoshop, but if you, you don't ever have to buy it, GIMP is I mean, free. I'm also... And DaVinci Resolve is going to be switching, and they're going to be supporting mm. ARM later next year. And this is the perfect yep. time to let go of Premiere, because Premiere is garbage. It's... And you buy DaVinci Resolve <laughs> once, and then you never spend another nickel on it, Ever again. I, I started with DaVinci 15. 
and we're on DaVinci 18. I've spent $200 on DaVinci Resolve Studio, and then totally. I never spent another nickel on it ever again. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that that's is, awesome. That's, that's what I do miss about... I just, this is where software as a service just gets me. And I understand exactly sure. why, why companies have, have moved to this model, but yeah, but mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have a cert, I have the original SQ one surface uh, yeah. pro X really just an awesome machine for like your day to day, just browsing the web Yeah, at the same time, Tablety I stuff. could probably do for the sure. same thing with a, yeah, exactly. But I could probably do the same thing with a, a, a Chromebook. Yeah. You know, yeah. at that point. Well, and that's the perfect fight, isn't it? Because right. like we 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 throw these things up like, oh, you could get like a three hundred dollar Chromebook, and you're like, yeah, but the processor in your phone is more powerful than a three hundred dollar Chromebook. Right. So let's really make right. sure we're trying to right. keep these performance tiers active. But the, now again, Chromebooks are getting better software support, and there's mm -hmm. always the second life for Chromebooks that you can flip them over to Linux. And this is a good year to get nerds looking back at things like Linux software, Linux apps, the Steam Deck has been incredible for kind of sprucing up some mm -hmm. of that Linux conversation. Um, Chromebooks helped get me back into Linux just because you could run an Ubuntu right. runtime inside Chrome OS. Same thing with Windows 11 now. Mm -hmm. And when you start playing with how good that open source, that FOSS software really has gotten, it's harder and harder to make the same recommendation that I need to stick with this paid subscription app just because I'm familiar with it. Oh. You know, a lot of tech consumers out there, they're fine jumping back and forth. Like I, one of my friends just got a Windows 11 laptop and they were mad that they didn't have Movie Maker. And you're like, no, you just do ClipChamp. And he was like, oh, right. okay. Right. And you're like, that was it. He was done. But if I go into a YouTube video in the comments and I say, well, if you just change from this app to this app, you're fine. They're, who could ever imagine that someone would change their behavior and do something different or learn something new? And that's uniquely techies. <laughs> Regular people <laughs> have no problems being told that they can do the same thing. It's just in a different app. Like, they get it. Right. They, they click and they're like, okay, well, this works for me and I can still do the same thing. I'm fine. And that's to me is like you start I, pointing out Linux stuff. I agree with you, Juan. It's gotten so good. I'd so agree with good. you on that one, but I sold a lot of Macs back in the day, trying trying to say that hey, it works just the same way over here, but also this well, and this and this. But the the Apple side of the conversation is always going to be suspect because Apple breaks things so that you can't leave. I'm talking about the Windows side of it. You can kind of move people around and say like. Oh, yeah, Win Windows 10 to Windows 11. We don't use Movie Maker oh, anymore. Sure. No, check out ClipChamp. It's really great. Yeah, and then yeah. they do, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is way better than what I was using before. Mm. Yeah, so in 2023 on the channel, I had a, uh, I mean, what was and still is a very powerful computer. It was a, a HP ZBook Studio. Um, oh, with yeah. An gen, with an 8th Gen Core i7, which still, I mean, it's a quad-core processor. And I threw, mm -hmm. um, oh, Pop! OS on it. Uh, from yeah. System 76. It's fun, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I okay. used to dabble in Linux all the time, but but I kind of had a conversation with Adam on this about, like, I, I feel like it would be an interesting experiment um, to try to do, you know, most of what I do, like, workflow-wise on open source competitors to what Adobe offers. I mean, I definitely think mm -hmm. you can do it on um, uh, the video side and definitely, you know, as far as image editing, uh, with GIMP and even with Inkscape, if you're talking about vector graphics, the one like stumbling block was there, there, there's not a great open source like InDesign or Quark Express yeah. competitor. That, I, that was where I ran, that was right at what I ran into, but it's still an interesting conversation. Like, yeah, and it runs. Great. I know, I, 
it, it, it's like it, yeah. you can you can find these kind of like little little pockets where yeah obviously yeah. there are still a few oh, things sure. that that people need to to sort out but i feel like the the sort of the enthusiast side of this conversation the joy of experimenting and of finding that software has kind of tarnished where i don't face the same resistance from my non-tech enthusiast hmm. family and friends and that's kind of singular. Like I'm talking about my brother and his wife and they're like just stoked to get Pixel 6s and they're off and running. She's She had an iPhone and she is excited to be playing with new apps and different things and oh, this setting and look at these transcribe features and the call waiting. And like, she's actually digging into all of it. Yeah. It's not just, I got another iPhone, so let me set it up mm -hmm. so I can use my iPhone exactly the same way that I used right. my old iPhone. And I feel like we we front load this average consumer conversation, not really paying attention to what average consumers are doing because they're doing a ton of stuff with video. They're doing a ton of stuff with social media. They are sharing and uploading and mm -hmm. editing and podcasting, and they're doing all this crazy stuff. And it seems to be techies who are stuck in their ways mm. and are resistant to trying new things right now, which is really sad. Because then you go into YouTube comments and it's just a sea of who would do that? This is too expensive. It should have been cheaper. And you're like that. You guys are you completely lost it. You're People you're so off take, the plot right now. And 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 it's always a mistake to try to even engage in in a logical conversation because you just end up going in circles because people have their, oh yeah their pre built in <laughs> arguments for everything. For and sure. So it's, yeah. it's just not worth it. But you know, um, there, it's nice. It's nice to have some alternatives. I'll just say briefly talking about. You were talking about Qualcomm and Chromebooks and and or a Qualcomm, Qualcomm and, and Windows on ARM. I'm actually, I'm excited to see if there's like the second punch from, um, from MediaTek maybe. Um, you know, with with, yeah. with uh, because the, I know the Dimensity nine nine ninety three hundred is supposed to be great for the phone side. Uh, yeah, but you, yeah, and I, and I mean, I don't think that I don't think they've got the the wholly new architecture kind of thing coming anytime soon. I mean, they've got the Companio series or. I don't know, Companio, I'm not sure how you say it, but... Um... Yeah, 1300T is very reminiscent of a chip like the Snapdragon 865. Right, So right. it... For, for like that Chromebook we, we, and then like up a little bit, there's plenty yeah, of power from, but you we, get what we, I'm saying. We, we could do something new. The, the 865 was from 2020. <laughs> we could shake that up a little bit. So I we, think... We have room to wiggle. 9300. A, <laughs> a little, there's some headroom in there we're not exploring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the 9300, uh, it is task specific because it is a ridiculously powerful chip. I just put out an article on Patreon doing my first round of high performance testing. I'm looking at video editing and rendering. I'm looking at podcast mixing. I'm looking at uh, batched photo processing, Lightroom style. I'm looking at uh, RAR file compression, like things that would really offload work from a laptop done directly on the phone. And mm -hmm. without getting into exact numbers, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 is exactly what we would expect as a generational improvement over the 8 Gen 2. Okay. The Dimensity 9300 in tasks like video rendering is another generational <laughs> improvement on top of the 8 Gen 3, but it happened in one year. That's, that's so it's really... like, a twofold, the CPU compute power of the 9300, it cannot be properly expressed when you look at Geekbench scores. Mm. When you look at Antutu, mm. you have no idea 
what you're actually capable of doing and getting real world, real world work done. And it, it is a twofold generational increase over where we were with the 9200 plus. It is like wow. nothing I've ever seen. It does run a little thirstier than the 9200 <laughs> plus. Right. So your battery, if, if you're a grown up, now again, a lot of techies out there seem to be children that need their phones to hold their hands. I'm looking at the camera for this part. Um, uh. <laughs> if you're a grown up and you tell your computer, work the hardest you possibly can and I don't care about the power draw, you can make that choice as a grown up and the phone will do it. And the phone will rise to that occasion. Mm. So what you're saying, Clifton, like I'm gonna be shocked if we don't see something from MediaTek early into next year saying, hey, we've got plans for Chromebooks. We've got plans for Windows laptops too. The core design as a proof of concept for the 9300 Mm -hmm. is working out really well. Hmm. And if you could put this chip into a a larger body with a bigger battery and active cooling, I think you're ready to go. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're ready to go like mid-range to nice consumer grade laptops. You wouldn't really even need to redesign this chip. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's nice. well. That's and that's what I'm excited about. And I'm also excited that uh, there there are now apparently some good um, um, Linux or Linux ports for ARM that are coming out that are yeah. like more consumer accessible and 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 are easy to update. You know, for for that more for people that aren't uh, command line nerds. So that's that's kind of exciting. Yeah. 2024 for for I think for like the the PC laptop mobile side that's not, that aren't phones. I think it's going to be really exciting. Not to say that phones are going to be boring, but it's it's that I've been looking forward to great Windows on ARM PCs for a long time. You know the Same. instant on the instant on the performance, and hopefully finally yep. we'll have even better so- software support. They can be taken more seriously because mm-hmm. you know hopefully the software developers will start compiling and, and supporting it because there will be a larger well, market share of laptops and, and that actually Adam, can take advantage of it. You you had like also just listed because one of the things you wanted to talk about was portable gaming, which right. I think is also. Right. Another area where Windows is facing the most competition yes. Windows has ever seen from players mm-hmm. that we might not have expected. Um, and yeah. like I've got my Steam Deck over here within arm's reach, just like now, this is rekindled. Yeah, I, I'm. Okay. Oh, I didn't even I didn't install Windows on this thing. <laughs> it's been great without Windows. Right. Um, but I also think we're going to see even more high and low competition, like all of the mm-hmm. Aya, the Neos, the the retro consoles. I've got the Razer also over here. So it's just like a little mini tablet with active cooling mm-hmm. and a game controller yeah. snapped yeah. onto it. Yeah, Like Windows is not as indomitable in this space as a lot of enthusiasts like oh, to no. make it seem. Yeah. So. Well, we're gonna be quite the contrary. about that. Yeah, yeah quite the contrary. Windows is... Uh, not great when it comes to like handheld games. You know, one. I just want to comment <laughs> on this. Your camera. What camera are you using? Because I'm going to guess it's the AI... 360. <laughs> you know? uh, I, I have the Lumix G G9. With oh, okay. A, so it's a it's a DSLR. Yeah. Well, because I mean, uh, well, the, yeah, the the mirrorless. Micro yeah. Four Thirds. The yeah. AI following yeah. you around is like, like instantaneous. It's really I mean, good. It is. Oh, just okay. like It that, is that's... on. That's like, NVIDIA that broadcast. Panasonic? Oh, that's yeah. NVIDIA broadcast. Okay. Yeah. NVIDIA okay. broadcast so, so. is pretty cool because you've also got like noise canceling and things built into that as well, don't you? So I can also yeah. like I can I can jump way in closer. Yeah. And Ooh. then you know when I when I move, it's gonna follow 
you know, just kind of all around. Ooh. Ooh. I don't like to be right up my nose, though, so just, I'll, I'll move it back. I just happened to notice that, like, while you were moving around, like, grabbing things, I'm like, wow, that's, like, it's comfy. really on. That's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. Anyway, I, um, I'm on the workstation. It's got a decent GPU, so it's it's hanging in there. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, what were, No, okay. So, like, the other thing that, Man, I just had a thought on like something that I was looking forward to in 2024, and it was actually seemed to be a good way to kind of button things up. And mm. for the life of me, I can't remember it because I got well, distracted. We started by, with uh, like moving portable camera. gaming, and then you said I agree with yeah. Juan. Windows is not indomitable in the portable yeah. gaming space. I thought I'd made a really good point. Yeah, you on the contrary. Up, yeah. So. I just noticed that. Yeah, that, I yeah, just and noticed that's that usually Adam's a good way. That's usually if, a good way to. If, if, if you see song. Adam from like here, this is a great comment on his birthday. He started to look a little Wilford Brimley. Okay, yeah. Diabetes. Okay, no. I can, I can, I can get, I can get on board with that. No. Uh, oh God, damn! This is gonna drive me nuts now. Because, like, we're going to hang up, and I'm going to be like, oh! <laughs> and we're going to have to go back and edit it, and it's going to be terrible. But, no, I was, man, um, never mind. Just talk about yourself. I'll think it. about it for a minute. I can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty It's you, pretty great. You just need some, like, I'm just gonna, glasses right that here. have the transitions. <laughs> they're kind of, scared. <laughs> they're like, 50% shaded. Pretend that she worked. Uh, that's that seventies gradient where um, before yes. we had transitions, <laughs> yes. they would like. Oh, yes. So no, 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 I no, I, I, got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, he's got, he's got, he's got it. I'm looking forward oh, to G2 yeah. in 2020. For all those poor people just that don't have actual fast charging, I feel bad for them. Just because I'm a MagSafe whore and I'm looking forward to this coming <laughs> to. Um, to to Android phones properly, and not just li- like with a with a case I, that you can buy. I, I'm with you in that we have concerns with the way that she works. I was a huge advocate for Qi back in the Qi versus PMA days on oh. Nokia devices. I mm-hmm. thought that was stupid, mm-hmm. and I really thought Qi charging could be something really cool. Um, one of the problems we found, and there have been a few pretty solid studies on this, if you don't perfectly align the coils, you waste a ton of electricity and you cook Mm -hmm. the internals of the receiving device, the power Mm. receiving device. So Apple did something, this is one of the only things in recent memory for modern Apple where they are contributing their magnet design for the Qi standard. Apple has broken mm-hmm. every other standard they've participated with over the last several years. They've actually mm-hmm. contributed to this one. It's kind of shocking. Um, but but this is a good step. It will reduce yeah. power consumption. It should hopefully improve battery longevity. But mm-hmm. on the whole, you're still looking at wasting power. Now, someone might not care that they need a 20-watt charger to charge their phone at 10 watts. Maybe that doesn't add up over the course of a year and you don't care about burning off that extra electricity. But I really feel that this is a huge missed opportunity for companies that really do support fast charging because you don't have coils. You just have a regular USB cable. Your charger can charge other devices in the house. My warp chargers also charge my laptops. And that works really well because now I don't have to have a laptop charger and a phone charger they work the same. And 
My phones yeah, are charged so quickly now. I have no battery anxiety. I'm not looking for a charger. I don't need to trickle charge all the time. I'm not constantly see, doing charge discharge cycles both. on my That's phone. Nice you thing. see, you see, but I don't all want both. I, keep hearing, I just want the fast charging. All I keep I hearing is yada, yada, yada. MagSafe is awesome. Okay. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're on the same page there, Juan. I'm I mean, glad that we it's, agree it's, it's telling that other. in the face of data, your reply is yada, yada, yada. I don't care about substantially better data. <laughs> yeah, don't care. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. So, I mean, you know that's, you know that's how Apple you know makes all their money. Boom, look at that. Bang, accessories? baby. <sighs> accessories, how everybody makes all their money. Although, yeah. Yeah. we argued, yeah. Apple actually has pretty significant margins, although we don't know. But that is... Yeah. In, in everything that they saw. You know what? I cannot wait for the first set of earbuds to come out with Chi 2 in them so you could stick them on the back of your <laughs> Chi 2 uh, Android phone and charge them. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. I'm going to love every second of it. And it's going to be great. We recently made a joke, uh, Juan, on, on uh, I was the Christmas show that I, I don't know if you're familiar with Adam's gaffer tape obsession. Oh, I love. I mean, I've got a roll of white gaff right mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So I okay, always so within arm's reach. Our yes, gaff tapes. See? He, he's been using that for anti-skid on his phones rather than using a case, which I'm. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. But so the joke was that he was Great. going to be buried like this, like a <laughs> with a, in one hand gaffer tape and the other a wireless charger. Just like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it'll probably happen sooner because with the wireless charging, all the extra heat, he's probably going to wear out sooner. So it's a bummer. <laughs> I'll be sad to see him go, but he doesn't <laughs> care. So, but you know what? That's fine. I I can stick myself to my dashboard and take it off when I need yeah. it to, and it's going to be fine. So I'm uh, no. I'm, I guess. I, <laughs> I, I have very strange, very fast. This is yeah. This this analogy. I mean, I just want like what battery anxiety someone has to be under. I I, I was doing battery testing on the OnePlus Eleven, and mm. at eighty percent, I think I told this to you, you guys, maybe even the last time I was here. Mm -hmm. um, I had the phone at 80% and I needed to run the battery all the way out. So I turned it up to max brightness. I uh, turned on the, the boosted performance. So it's running as, as hard and as aggressive as it possibly can. I split screened it um, mm -hmm. to stream video so that the screen wouldn't turn off. Mm -hmm. And then I ran Geekbenches over and over and over for over four hours just so I could run the battery down. So the people that are out there are like, well, I've got to constantly be trickle charging my, what are you doing? I charge my phone 10 minutes a day and then it lasts me two days of my use in ridiculous situations for video editing and rendering and handling social media and stuff. I don't get it. It's such a wasteful addition to our phones, yeah. burns electricity, sure. and the I, accessories are more expensive and they'll all be e-waste at some point. I, I get what she, you're saying. But can you stick your wallet to the back of your phone? I don't think so. I don't need wireless charging for that. I just no, need don't. the magnets. <laughs> so know. yes, I can. <laughs> I have, so I've got like a little cooler right over here and it's got magnets on it and I just yeah. stick it to the case on anything that I want to run the cooler on. And I don't do the charging because that's I, wasteful. I just I have the cooler. Where I, I want buy it. the whole MagSafe package, baby. 
So, and Juan, so, you have to understand. No, you, to... you only care about, you don't care about the charging. <laughs> you obviously don't because you no, slow charge. But, you but only you... care about your wallet being stuck to the back of a phone. You and have I have this handy one. little clip here on my Pixel 8 Pro that does not have MagSafe or Qi 2. And I can stick a wallet onto the back of this. I don't need wireless got, charging for that. You got the new colorway much, from much you don't uh, understand, Juan, MagSafe allowed me to wage my one-man war against the Lightning connector for three years. Three that years. is also Apple licensing and digging into your pockets to keep you on an inferior accessory standard, and you kept giving them money for it. No, three years... I did not plug <laughs> a single lightning cable into my iPhone. It was all MagSafe yes, all the time. Because we all have USB-C. I have not plugged a, a, a lightning connector into a phone for years either. Right, no, I get I'm literally that. the the Mike the Michael Jackson meme where he's got the bucket of cup popcorn from yeah. three. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you, I got you, I got you. I'm just saying MagSafe is the, is, is the poo, and you better take a big whiff, that's all. So, I... so I will say one thing about Chi. And I think this or wireless charging, and, and even when it was, you know, uh, uh, Palms technology, whose name I can't remember, which is terrible, with uh, with web touchstone. There we yeah, go. Touchstone. is it does it does especially if you've got it everywhere. It encourages bad behavior in terms of taking care of your battery, because people just stick it on there. And it's the same people who leave their laptop plugged in all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do have. I mean, they it do is, have. Some, it is wearing out your phone. Also, yeah. they had, also I mean, guilty. <laughs> And they, you know, these days phones are smart enough to 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 have some. Uh, if you turn it on anyway, some of it doesn't come on turned on, you know, out of the box, but to uh, to manage the charging of your battery so it doesn't wear it out as fast. But right, yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's it's a technology of convenience rather than of. Um, I, I think the thing that bummed me out when we got out of those Nokia days and we finally said PMA was stupid and we got rid of the competing non-standard, um, <laughs> we saw this rush. And we started seeing coils being put into a lot of public spaces. But those coils are largely gone now. Like, there are no Starbucks around me that have the Starbucks table built in. Starbucks was a PMA. Do you remember that? Yeah. But, again, you had the tables built into them. Also, things like IKEA accessories. Yeah. They still run a little collection of wireless charging mm -hmm. accessories. But, for the most part, yeah. they've kind of stopped iterating on that. And so, we've we've kind of given up this vision of you can constantly go everywhere. And I have to believe that when we might not care about adding 20, 20 Watts to one charger in one place in our home, that's always going to be vampire wasted energy. If you're Starbucks corporation and you're looking at every single Starbucks across the United States and all of them have multiple charge pads and all of them now double the wattage to charge at half the speed, that is uh, going to be additional electricity costs across numerous stores. And I think a lot of businesses went, you think. Yeah. for the same price, we can add a bunch of ports and people can plug in yep. whatever kind of cable or whatever kind of charger. And this is going to be easier for us to maintenance, less expensive for us to install, and easier for our employees to support that we don't have different devices that have different, different needs. It's up to the consumer to bring a cable to plug in their phones. I, I think that's that's where I fi I finally kind of fell off the yeah. wireless charging train is the the promise of this never really materialized. But it never if, became this ubiquitous place where anytime I set my phone down, I'll get like five percent on my battery, and that right. that's really I think the last kind of um, transition point for me. So, like, so I, let's just I just, yeah, let's just need just to play not a little thought worry here, about right? where, trickle charging. 
where we imagine that just the, the you know wireless charging in, in general disappears. It's just it's never existed. We're we're in an alternate reality. <laughs> you still if if you're trying to make fast charging ubiquitous, you still run into a similar problem that conceptually uh, il, uh, electric vehicles are running into. There are competing standards, some yeah. of which are significantly better than the other. I mean, you're looking at Vuk mm-hmm. versus Qualcomm's, mm-hmm. and, and I'm and I'm sure that maybe MediaTek has something. Uh, of their own for for rapid charging. I, I, don't, I don't know. So media MediaTek's power management chips have been in a number of these solutions already. Okay. So MediaTek doesn't have doesn't have a battery charging technology. They make the little computer bits that manage the voltage and gotcha. amperage and regulate it all. And and you know Qualcomm I think took a bigger um, a bigger position and a more public position on uh, um, power delivery. Mm. Um, and quick charge was one right. of their was PCA, one of their standards yeah. to come out of it too. So it's not to say that it's perfect, oh, but sure. you know, if if I can find power delivery, then my uh, my uh, Vivos still charge faster than my Samsungs. Yeah. If I can if I can plug right. into a forty five watt power delivery, I am still charging faster than a forty five watt Samsung standard will right. will accomplish. Mm. And I'm charging significantly faster than any iPhone on a 30 watt standard. So it, it, it's, you're not wrong, but even if I don't have VOOC, I'm still charging way faster than Qi. Yeah. So um, that, yeah. that, that's like, as long as you know what those different parts and pieces do, sure. But I went and put a OnePlus yeah. car charger in my car and that charges at 50 watts. So I'm plugged that I was in just, yeah, I'm sorry, and that's really fast. I've been thinking about all these uh, vehicles that even in the, that are priced in the thirties now that have inbuilt wireless charging Mm -hmm. and it goes a lot more than that, but just it's, yeah, you know, huge gigantic LCD panels. And the fact that cars are basically just rolling computers. Now there's almost nothing you can work on themselves, but how (laughs) see the new Xiaomi EV. It's a smartphone on wheels. Oh my God. Did you, did you see the gadgety car I've ever seen? Did you see that Chris Bangle is a design consultant for them? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Oh man. Ew. I love it. Oh, it's so I, nerdy. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we do need my... to start wrapping up a little bit. Sure, sure, so but, but Clif- Clifton's getting to Clif- Clifton's getting to a point and right. I It's just so... I I am just make the, the the thing that I've thought about and this is it's different with a phone, right? Because as much as we hate to to say it they're more of a disposable technology thankfully there are electronic recycling centers and things set up to do that mm-hmm. we just have junkyards right. for cars <laughs> basically and people do recycle parts out of those but how I'm, I'm just really curious to see how poorly non-tesla vehicles are going to age because they're still set up well, on so uh, on so the old way of doing things the, the 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 conversation gets complicated with the varying generations of technology because we can say sure. how will non-Teslas age, but then Hyundai is ahead of Tesla for faster charging tech. So how sure. are Teslas yeah. going to age compared to Hyundais that can charge faster than all of those older Model 3s? So now Teslas are just as obsolete as older EVs were when Tesla came out. But to your point, I mean, one of the reasons why we're seeing so much regulate, a regula, regulator activity in this space is because it's not okay that our phones are just as disposable as they currently right, right. are. It, these, this is mountains of e-waste and tons of rare earth elements that are being used in the construction. Yes. The human labor costs are insane. And that's why I feel we should all be supporting the initiative that in 2026, 
or 2027 that all phones are going to have easily replaceable batteries. Oh. I'm actually a little less yeah. anxious about wireless charging in phones when the user can replace an aging cell that has been burned out because wireless charging is inefficient. And then their phone isn't completely e-waste. They can take that cell to a place that will more, re more responsibly recycle just the battery technology. Right. And it's the mm. entire infrastructure of that that I feel the manufacturers have been complicit in creating a system sure. of planned obsolescence. And until auto manufacturers are responsible for the entire circle of life, because right now they make a product and then it's kind of up to state by state here in the United States how those things are handled. But I don't Very think that true. should yeah. be the case. I think they should they should be a part of the solution for what happens with end of life. But really, I'm I'm hoping that a cell phone manufacturer will come out maybe in 2025 and say we want to be ahead of the curve. Our phones now have replaceable batteries ahead of the right. EU mandate, and that is a company I will be excited to support with my wallet to say that is a responsible business practice, that is gonna be better for consumers, and we should just be there already. We shouldn't be waiting until the last possible minute right. to flip the switch on that strategy. Yeah, and it's, I, I think at some well, point, especially with generations that are starting to come into like the buying age, where they start making fiscal decisions for themselves and, and yeah. voting with their wallets, specifically like the, the, the generation that's older than our kids, the like people that are graduating high school yeah. now, seem to be yeah almost reminding me of the way we were like save the whales kind of that generation and recycling have you and all seen that, this like so. little pocket trend of kids going back to flip phones no but i like it i'm yeah, all but, for it so it's but, crazy but maybe they will <laughs> maybe with the way that they purchase hopefully it'll encourage and make it make it uh fiscally uh motivate you know a motivation for manufacturers to to do things more yeah. like what Maybe not yeah. to the level that yeah. like the Fairphone, you know, works. Where I just so think it's silly. Serviceable. I, I think yeah. it's silly to hold off on it because it monetizes repair. Sure. It makes these things accessories. Backplates are accessories. Cases are accessories. Mm -hmm. Different styles of wireless charging coils are accessories. The company would actually make more money over the life of this phone instead of trying to say, if, well, now yeah. you've got to buy a whole new phone. And and we know right. that consumers are trying. When the average age, when the average length of ownership is over two years, that means more people yeah. are trying to make it to year four than are trying to flip their phone every year. Every and year. so you yeah. you very, could monetize those consumers. You could make a lot more money off of those consumers and just get on board. It doesn't also, make any yep. sense to fight that trend. It all they're also maybe you know just as you know maybe not in the next year, but. I think as rare earth elements are are being even fat, more rapidly harder to get a hand of things yeah. like right because of our relationship with China as a, as <laughs> in particular if we're talking about us Big time. but also yeah. just electric cars batteries are are becoming used more and more and more it's just the the accessibility to some of these materials is going to require that we start being a lot better at recycling things yeah and having policies that encourage yeah, it exactly. So exactly we can end it there yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm well, sorry. Um, I yeah, do I this just, a lot I, where I, I soapbox. <laughs> no, no. That's totally no, no, my no, fault. Um, it's an interesting conversation. I just want to kind of bring it back. I just want to kind of bring it back full circle because, um, you know, Cliff, you mentioned the generation that's older than our kids that's graduating high school now. My son is graduating high school now, just FYI. Hey! Um, right. 
Well, I next year. Them. But anyway, um, so we were talking about Christmas gifts at the beginning of this episode, and my son got a 3D printer for uh, for Christmas, which nice. is fun. And especially since one of the first things he 3D printed was a ring with BOTD for benefit of the Dowd. So awesome. hey. I think that is a perfect a way to... He Wonder is, Twin he is. Powers, activate... Gonna... Zing. We're gonna let them. Uh, we're gonna let them stick around for a while. So, yeah. Cliff, make sure you send me your ring size at some point, and I'll get one up in awesome. the mail to you. Um, but uh, anyway, right having said that, that is going to do it for this final episode of 2023 of the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. Please consider subscribing to this channel if you enjoyed it by hitting that subscribe button, smashing that bell so you can be notified of new episodes and reviews as they drop. Also, be sure to like this video because we love that feedback. And if you want some early access, jump on to Patreon, patreon.com slash benefit of the Dowd. I'd like to thank co-producer Cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes and on camera for all of this year. Since we pivoted yeah. to YouTube, he has been indispensable and i would also like to thank juan carlos bagnell for coming onto the show not once but twice in the <laughs> hey. month of december and for helping us ring in a new year and hel helping me celebrate another trip around the sun but most of all and as always i'd like to thank you all for listening and for giving us the benefit of the doubt <laughs>